This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. Into the Universe with Chanty Horner. That is right. We've got another episode of Into the Universe with our awesome professor, Jonty Horner. He's here to speak to us today about uh, a new class of exoplanet that could be home to extraterrestrial life. How are you going, Jonty? I'm not too bad yourself. I'm fantastic. So, first of all, what is uh, the, these exoplanets that they're talking about? Well, it's a new study that's come out of Cambridge University, and it's looking essentially at whether we can expand the envelope of where we think life could be to make it easier to search for, especially in the near future when technology is still not that great, we're still ramping up. And they studied a class of planets that they're calling Hycean planets, and that's just a nice hook to hang it on. That's H-Y-C-E-A-N for those who are interested. And the idea is that these are planets that are bigger than the Earth, but smaller than Neptune, in that gap where we don't have a planet in our solar system in that size range. So they'd be significantly bigger than our planet. They'd have very thick, very dense atmospheres of hydrogen and helium. But beneath that, they could have oceans that are thousands or even tens of thousands of kilometres deep, with more water in than not just all of the water on Earth, but all of the mass on Earth. They could have more than one Earth mass of water. And wow. that's really interesting, because on Earth, life needs water. Water is key. So that's why they got looking at this. And they started saying, well, whereabouts on these planets and under what conditions? Could they have the same conditions that on Earth lead to life? In other words, the same temperature, not too hot, not too cold, with the pressure being not too high, not too low. And what they found was that these kind of planets could have those conditions in their water oceans over a much wider range of distances from a star than a planet like the Earth could. So, you know, if you moved the Earth into where Venus is, we wouldn't be able to live there, it'd be too mm. hot. If you moved it out to where Mars is, it'd be too cold. But for these kind of planets, you could move them way in closer than Mercury, and the ocean would still be fine. You could move them all the way out beyond Pluto, and the ocean would still be fine. Wow. So it's not saying that you could definitely have life there. You know, there's a lot more to the story than just having water at the right temperature and pressure. <laughs> but it's giving us an extra avenue somewhere else to look. And that's really important because when we want to look for life, we look for these things called biomarkers, indications in the atmosphere that something is amiss, that something's unusual. And with these planets being bigger and having bigger atmospheres, they're actually easier for us to study. So while we're still getting the technology together to actually look for life on planets the size of the Earth, these can be where we test it. We can actually use these as a test bed to test new techniques. And what this story is telling us is we shouldn't rule out the fact that we could possibly detect life there. So it's not a case of saying there is definitely going to be life on these planets, we should go look. But rather, these are a good place to test our ideas. And you never know, they're possibly more promising than we once thought. Yeah, of course. And when we, when we think life outside of our own solar system and galaxy... I know a lot of us instantly jump to the idea of, you know, the movie aliens that are kind of humanoid looking or even quite large. But this is not really the life that um, we're looking for in real life, is it? We're kind of more looking for bacteria and things like that. Is that correct? It's a bit of both. There are people who are looking for communicative aliens, you know, the kind of aliens who have enough technology to talk to us. Not necessarily that I think they want to, but <laughs> people are looking for that. But that's a very niche thing. And it's kind of high-risk, high-reward. Not high-risk because they're going to come here and kill us, but rather high-risk because almost certainly you're not going to find something, but if you did, it'd be an incredible result. Yeah. Much more likely is finding really simple life like bacteria. And the reason that we think that is that for two things, really. 
Firstly, if you look at the time that there's been life on Earth, there's been life on Earth for at least three and a half thousand million years. But we've only had complex life for a few hundred million years. So that means for the majority of time that Earth had life, it only had bacteria and nothing else, essentially. And the other thing that comes into play here is that if you look at the conditions that life can survive in on Earth, the widest variety of conditions are the places occupied by bacteria. Life like humans needs a very narrow window of conditions, but bacteria live 10 kilometers underground. They live at the top of the atmosphere. They live in acid. They're a they bit less picky than us, hey? <laughs> they just live everywhere, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. So this is a bit of a big question, but how long do you think it will be before we know for sure? And are we, are we ever likely to see living aliens, maybe even communicative ones in our lifetime, or is it a bit far-fetched? Well, I think the best odds of seeing communicative aliens is going along to the cinema at some point, to be honest. <laughs> it's one of these questions that's a bit like asking me how long's a piece of string, and you could probably get a calendar and lay a piece of string next to the calendar, and that'll tell you when we'll find aliens. And, of course, everybody's piece of string's a different length. Yeah. It's hard to predict when we'll find the first of something that we haven't found yet. I'd like to think, though, that we'll be the generation that actually gets the answer to the question, are we alone? that we might find out in our lifetimes. I think it's unlikely we'll find Yoda, um, although that would be kind of cool. I think we're more likely to find bacteria somewhere. Yeah. Simple life. But even then, that would be really cool. And I think that could happen in the next 10 or 20 years. Yeah, of course. That would be awesome to see a huge jump and a, a huge relief for a lot of people that were looking, I think. Thank you so much, Jonty, for coming in. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. No worries. We'll see you again next week with another amazing topic with this episode of Into the Universe. Stick around. Because coming up, we're talking about NRLs, wives and girlfriends, and why they're causing a stir within Queensland.